Life Audio. Hard, but at the same time, the grace, the peace, and the freedom that I have experienced in doing the hard heart work about my body image has absolutely been worth every single tear, every single, you know, like I can't like scream fast. Um, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful process. So old Belinda versus new Belinda. Um, I would say that definitely I have peace. Um, it isn't the peace that I went after for my body image never lasted. It kept falling through my fingers. Whereas this is a piece that I feel I can sink my teeth into, pun intended. Hey there, Heather Creekmore here. That's my client, Belinda, talking about her experience in the Body Image Freedom Framework group coaching program. And you're going to hear from her today. She's going to talk all about her story, where she was when she came into the program, and how God has transformed her life. You are going to love her story If you want a story like Belinda's, if you want a before and after with your body image, if you are tired of going around the same desert, the same tree for 40 years, and you just want to be free, hey, let's connect. I'm going to start group coaching again here in just a couple weeks. I'm giving you the opportunity to start in January for just $40. Use the code START40 on my website, or just drop me an email, heather at comparedtohu.me. I'd be honored for the opportunity to work with you. You do not have to stay stuck. You do not have to keep struggling and feeling these same things about your body. There is a possibility for you to find freedom this year, and I want to help you do that. Okay, here's Belinda's story. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Belinda, welcome to the Compared to Who show. Hey, Heather. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today because you are one of my newest, I don't call them graduates. Maybe there should be a graduation ceremony, <laughs> but you just finished the body image freedom framework course, and you're part of group coaching for 12 weeks and you've had a bit of a transformation, haven't you? I have. It's been wild and wonderful all at the same time. Awesome. Well, I'm excited that you're here to share about how it was for you. It's a brand new program. And although I've been doing group coaching for many years, this was the first time to kind of put it all together in this way with the online course. And so I'm excited to share with everyone how it went for you 
But first, would you just start off, Belinda, by just tell us a little bit about your background? Like what, you know, people don't just sign up for body image coaching because they think it sounds like something fun to do in their spare time, <laughs> right? Most of the people that sign up to work with me are at, I, I would say a crisis point, but that's not always true, but they're just, they're ready for change. So what's your story? Will you share your backstory? How did you get to the point where you were ready for change? Oh, how did I get here? Um, well, I think looking back, I've always struggled with body image since I was a young girl. Um, I'm six foot one. And so with being that tall, it's the first thing everybody comments on. So throughout my whole childhood, it was always, oh, you're so tall. Oh, you're so tall. I couldn't hide. Um, and with being tall comes an expectation. Uh, either I was to fit the modeling mold or the athletic mold. And I didn't fit into really either of those. I tried sports um, and I enjoyed playing, but I wasn't, you know, the threat on the court that I was <laughs> expected to be having been so tall. But what I learned at an early age is that I could control the types of responses I could get by manipulating my body and how thin I could make it. Um, and I also, you know, I grew up in a very loving, nurturing home. You know, both my parents loved Jesus and um, in their desire to encourage me and to build my self-confidence, I also heard all the time how beautiful I was. Oh, you're just so beautiful. You're going to beat the boys off with a stick one day, you know, tall, blonde, and beautiful. And so I held that expectation for myself that that was going to be my reality. And then it wasn't. I went to college. That wasn't my reality. But I could get attention from girls and boys when my body was thin. So fast forward, I get married, and then I have four children, um, and COVID hit, and I think everybody kind of, when they hear COVID, you know, 2020, there's just this like, oh, that was terrible. Um, but I was at a very low point. Uh, I, my second son is special needs. My marriage at the time was not, um, not doing well. And I was just very alone and I used food as my comforter. And I remember thinking, I can't live like this. Like I, I have to get control. All of my children are at home. I'm, I'm miserable. So what's the one thing I can control when the world is imploding? I got on social media and I started scrolling to see if I could find the bottom of social media. It doesn't exist. I tried, <laughs> um, but I saw a friend's post and I, I saw this uh, transformation side-by-side -side picture and I thought, that's what I need. I need this quick fix. And this is going to give me my freedom, my peace, my rest. Um, and so I reached out to her and she encouraged me, you know, yes, absolutely. You can do this program. Um, but when she told me how much it costs, I was like, there's no way, there's just no way we're a single income family and God has blessed us significantly, but I, I could not come to my husband and say, Oh, Hey, <laughs> I'm going to do this. You know, um, so she said, I could, I could start coaching it. So I did. And before I knew it, 
I was coaching, I was starting this program and I was successful at both. I lost a significant amount of weight in a very short period of time. And I built this substantial business helping other people do it. But what I didn't realize in that three-year time frame of, you know, the first 15 weeks, you know, dropping the weight so fast, um, building this business that my body became my business card. And I heard messages that if my waistline was shrinking, my business was growing. And that's what was happening. People were making comments constantly. Oh, you look amazing. What are you doing? I'm going to do it too. Um, but the way that I felt when I reached out to you was that I had been given this compass that I believed would lead me to this place of my self-worth, my freedom, my peace, and my rest. But instead, I had found myself in this deep, dark forest, and I couldn't go forward. I couldn't go back to what I had been doing. So I just sat down and I just felt so broken and I, I could not turn the volume off in my head of the constant loud volume. Like somebody else had the, the TV remote and had it all the way up as constant thoughts about my body, about food, hating myself, saying things to myself that I, I wouldn't say to another human being. Um, and I can actually remember probably a week before I actually reached out to you, I was standing in the bathroom and I was looking at myself. And for me, my stomach was, is the big, you know, like, Oh, my stomach, if I can fix my stomach. Um, and after having four babies and all C-sections, you know, none of my children were small. Um, so my stomach has definitely seen um, the benefits of that, but I stood in the mirror looking at myself and just berating myself. And I was so angry and hateful that I reached out and just grabbed my stomach as hard as I could. And I shocked myself because I, I couldn't believe I just did that. Like it was just this knee jerk reaction. Um, and I woke up on my 40th birthday and I thought I, I need help because I am doing all that I can on my own. I'm in God's word. I'm journaling. I'm praying. I'm doing everything I know to do in my own strength to fix this problem that I had and it wasn't working, yeah. but I had read your book and I compared to who, and I loved it. And then I listened to your podcast and I heard you mention this, you know, 12 week program that you were doing. And I just I was like, Lord, Lord, please let this work out. And so on my 40th birthday, I reached out to you in my, you know, cry for help to just come alongside me and, and help me find the healing that I, I desperately needed. Yeah. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now 
800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So I just want to make sure that anyone listening was clear on the timeline because you lost the weight, you are making good money. You went from the before picture to the after picture and then everything else in terms of, you know, the volume in your head over what your body looked like. And like that came after that, which which is so, it's so real, right? I think probably most people listening have had that experience and yet it's a new year, right? We are being flooded right now with the messages about what to do this year. And the promise is the same, right? It's like the promise is, oh, if you can just go from a before to an after from your 2023 before picture to your 2024 after picture, then you'll be free. Then all those voices in your head, they will shut up. You'll just be living the life and just enjoying your body and all the clothes you can wear on it. And it's just not reality for most of us. I actually, I, I think I could go so far as to say for everyone, right? Because I do believe that God, and I know you believe this too, that God designed us to only find our satisfaction in him. So if we do come to a place where we are like ultra satisfied <laughs> with our new size or shape, there's going to be something that's still missing there, right? And, and not that we can't feel good and feel content, but our satisfaction can never come from that. So I, I, I love, I love that aspect to your story. I know that's very real. I know people are seeing before and after pictures and, and diet ads all the time this week, So it's very timely. So you reach out to me on your 40th birthday. And I remember those DMs. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, she really wants to do this program. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what can we do to make this happen? So, So we get you signed up. And you get into the online course. Tell me what your experience was like kind of how, how did the ball start rolling for you in terms of getting into this program and, and what you were learning? Like, what were your initial thoughts? Just how did it look as you started? Okay. So when we started, I'll be honest, I really had the hope and expectation that you were going to teach me how to love Jesus and be skinny again. Cause I, I had, you know, lost that weight and kept it off for a very short period of time but I had developed a binge eating uh, disorder and disordered eating. Um, and so I was, I was looking for you to teach me, like, how do I, how do I get back to that skinny body? But this time not have the volume, you know, on, and this time be content with my body image and love Jesus at the same time. So then when you started into the, um, the material and I was just blown away at the idolatry of my body image. And I had never really put it in that framework before. I I just thought it was, 
it was okay for me to want that, that God wanted me to be healthy. I mean, that's the message I heard. God wants me to be healthy so I can therefore go do his work and I can do it better if I'm healthier. Um, but what I had really done is created this Belinda's book of righteousness, all of these rules that I had to follow. I had to follow my plan perfectly. I had to make sure that that meal, that one meal I got a day was just perfectly weighed out with the right amount of you know, protein and veggies. And I'd worked out that. And if I didn't meet my standards that I had set for myself, then I was a failure. And I was striving for this fictional image that didn't exist. I was chasing my tail and trying to maintain this idolatry of if I could just follow my rules, it would lead me to freedom. It would, I was going to have freedom and health, freedom in Christ. I was going to, that was going to be my reality. But it wasn't. I, it led me into darkness. It led me into depression. So I felt like, you know, back to my forest analogy, I felt like as we started working through the material, listening to the sermons and talking through you know, the material with our group, I felt like I started to have tools in my hands for knocking down those trees of lies that were before me. That that was not what God said at all in scripture about my body. And that really what I had done is taken diet culture and slap scripture on it, you know, yeah. to justify my, my image. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the analogy you're using is really from the course, because that's kind of where I start you in, in module one. In the first video, I'm like, okay, you're going to go on a new path, but there's a path that's well lit with like fast food restaurants and gas stations and it's paved. And that's the path that like everyone in culture takes. And I want you to go on a new path through the forest. It's dark. There's brush. Like, I can't even remember what the tool is. I, I think I said it in the course, but like, there's some tool that you use to like hack down like overgrown trees and bushes. And it's like, you need one of those <laughs> to make it through because you really are clearing the land by clearing out lies you believed, clearing out, you know, just things that you have always thought about yourself or, you know, believed about, like you said, believed about even scripture and God. And it's so true, Belinda. I mean, I was the same way. You know, you take what you learn from diet culture, which is the loudest voices around us, right? And by diet culture, if someone listening is not familiar with that term, really, I just mean, it's Christy Harrison's term, but really, it just means that, that a culture that really elevates the importance of being thin. And I would say now it probably includes being thin and healthy. Those two things are synonymous in, in diet culture, but it elevates that to a position where it's worshiped, right? Where we idolize and worship, you know, the, this one type of body because of what we believe about it. And, um, and that's, you know, those messages are in those before and after pictures, like we talked about, but it's, um, it's fascinating, you know, cause it's like, I, I do believe that God, like, you know, wants us to take care of our bodies, right? Like, I, like that's, that's good. 
but I will have like, I try not to engage in arguments on Facebook. So maybe it's just that I read arguments on Facebook, but like people defend the be a good steward of your body as if it is a Bible verse and it's not a Bible verse. Like it's just extrapolated. Like our bodies are good gifts. And so just like I need to take care of my home, (laughs) I need to take care of my body. There is not a, be a good steward of your body Bible verse. Um, but it's so easy. Like Tim Keller always talks about, it's so easy to make good things like caring for your body into ultimate things. And that's really the problem, right? And when health becomes the ultimate thing or health or a body size becomes something that I have to achieve before I can go do things for God, <laughs> like, Oh, wait a second here. Oh, we got the order a little whacked out on that. Or, or health is something I'm doing for God. Oh, wait a second here. Where's that verse? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember seeing that one. And there's a, there's a quote I used in my book, The Burden of Better. And I cannot remember who said it. It's not original material, but it's something along the lines of if, um, if health and wealth are signs of God's love, then God really must have hated the apostle Paul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a little jolting when you kind of step out of it. Um, but I remember at the beginning of your journey you had a lot of questions. You weren't just like, oh yeah, oh I'm good, right? Okay, flip the switch. Like you wrestled with a lot of things. Do you remember some of those things that you wrestled with? Hmm. I I I did. I had a long list of um of things that I had just, it was so deeply rooted that it was, it didn't, it was hard to find clarity in the, in the mud of it all, because it was all new for me to, to relearn, um, God's economy, you know, cause I had been living in my own economy, uh, which I love that we, we talked about economics, um, I think probably one of the, the biggest ones that I wrestled with was the, you know, if you're overweight, then you're lazy. Mm-hmm. If you're um, beautiful is the thin body. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to be beautiful and feel beautiful. And, you know, I wanted to feel good in my skin. And, you know, how, how can I feel that way and it be God honoring? Mm-hmm. And I really had to wrestle and understand my heart posture behind, well, what is beauty and who defines beauty? Who's the one that I get, you know, do do I believe, do I believe what the world is saying is beautiful? And I'm, I'm desperate to seek their approval and their praise, or am I going to believe God's word where he says I'm righteous because he has made me righteous that he looks at me no matter what you know the gravitational pull on the scale says or what the size of my pants are that is not where my self-worth comes from I I have value because of Christ and what he's done for me and but I felt like I didn't know how to get that head knowledge to sink into my heart and the kink in the hose you know from my head to my heart 
was truly my, my unwillingness to surrender my ideal body image. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love that you had us do was to concoct our own um, idol and like, what would that look like? And to tape it onto a toilet paper roll. Um, and I loved that. And, you know, and some of us, you know, we could look at, well, I want to have, you know, JLo's, you know, butt and look like that. And I want to have Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston's hair, whoever, whatever. And we could put those pieces together. Um, you know, but for me, it was when I was at my thinnest. And so I found that picture and um, I you know, printed it off and I put it on my toilet paper roll. And I, I love that I actually still have it on my desk next to my computer because when I looked at that picture before I started with you and this incredible program that you've put together I looked at that image and I thought just get back to her just get back to her but now I look at her and I on the outside yes she's thin yes she's wearing the cute pink dress that I you know loved um she looks all put together but inside my, it did not match my outsides. Mm -hmm. And I want to look at that photo and remember like the Israelites in the wilderness, looking back at their stint in Egypt and saying, Oh, the free flowing fish and garlic and leeks. And it's like, hold up home spice. You were in bondage. Right. You, know, you were like, slaves. <laughs> you were slaves. You're yeah. looking at this as if it's this glorious time frame. And that's what I was doing with that image. I was looking at her going, Oh, that was such a sweet time. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, so just to remember what's true, what is true. That was not, that was not freedom. I, I hit my wedding weight. I did all the things and it did not bring me to freedom and peace and my salvation. Yeah. I have found that in Christ and in Christ alone. And I've learned, you know, yes, I'm not that thin person that I once was, but it's starting to lose its luster. It's mm -hmm. not so... If um, it, it's wood, I'm just looking at it as the false image that it is. It's a false reality. Yeah. I'm never going to be at peace, striving for something that God never intended for me to focus on. Right. My peace only comes from when my focus is on him and learning to love as Christ loved. He's my rock. You know, so seeing those two come together, right. I think really helps me heal in my foundation that was just so broken. Absolutely. Well, and I think as we talk about in the course and in our group coaching sessions, we're desperate to get rid of the shame, right? And so weight loss promises us that we won't feel ashamed anymore, that we won't feel these icky feelings that we're uncomfortable with. Like weight loss promises that it's going to take away the shame and the icky feelings. And then what every person I've ever worked with, my own story, my friends, what happens is you lose the weight. It doesn't take away the shame and the ickiness. And then you're like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? Like, I'm just stuck with the shame and the ickiness. Like, what else can I try? And that's why most people are like five more pounds, five more pounds. Okay, right. Surgery. It must be surgery. It must be, you know, like, 
like, what else can I do? And the truth is only Jesus takes that away. He's the only cure for our shame and ickiness. And so, although this is not a weight loss program at all, I feel like a lot of people that go through lose weight, but it's the weight of the shame and the heaviness of the insecurity and the bondage of, oh my word, unless I live my life exactly like this, following these exact food rules and exercising this exact way or eating at these specific times, unless I do this, my body will be, you know, quote unquote, bad or unacceptable. So I have to follow these rules. So I feel better about my body. And yet I'm following these rules. And I might feel better about my body for a couple of weeks, right? There is a little buzz. Like I, I'll give you that. Like there's a total buzz you get, but then it fades off. It's not enough. So Belinda, you were part of the group. So, so the way the course works, just for anyone who's brand new, you, as soon as you sign up, you're in. So you can start accessing the content right away. Now I did put it on a, it's called a drip where you can't access it. You have to do it one week at a time. And I did that on purpose to frustrate people. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just joking, but I did do that on purpose because I think most of y'all that would participate in this course are like me, where you would rather just go through and watch like all the things at like one time but to stop and do the work, like that's a little uncomfortable. So I forced you into going slow <laughs> and, and stopping at every module. And every module includes like little videos for me. And then you've got scriptures to look up. You've got worship songs. You've got sermons to listen to. And every module also contains like a teaching component and then like a real practical component. Like, let's talk about what you do with your clothes that don't fit or what you do with your scale. So every module had that. So you got into the, you got into the course right away and then you had a group every week. What was that like for you? Oh, I loved the community that it was a small community, which I really appreciated just the intimacy that we got to um, experience. And I think what was so comforting was to hear that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I truly, I think, cause that's, you know, such a tactic of the enemy where he wants you to feel like, oh, you are the only one who is totally failing at this. You are such a fraud, you know, all the lies that he loves to you know, throw his arrows at us. So then to hear these women share from, I mean, and none of us were local, like we were from all over, you know, all different walks of life, different ages and stages. And yet the core that we shared in common was we all were struggling with our identity being in our body and the approval of others and trying to wrestle with, you know, how do I love Jesus and have this, you know, this image that I, I want, you know, and I just found so much comfort in knowing I didn't wrestle this alone, that I was to some degree normal, you know, in having this, you know, struggle. And then to be able to, to talk through a lot of the, the questions that we had and to hear different perspectives. Well, this is how, you know, it applied to me in my life. And here's how I navigated it. Or this is how, when I heard this sermon, this is what really stuck out to me, which would jog my memory and be like, yes, oh, I, that was so good. You know, 
And now I've developed this friendship with these women who have never met in person. Lord willing, I get to do that one day. That would be very sweet. But we still get to be supporting and encouraging each other, even after, you know, it's over. And we're so sad it's over. Um, but we're still reaching out to one another and we're still asking for, you know, prayer and encouragement or wisdom. Because you get through the 12 weeks and it's not like the switch has slipped, you're cured, you know, it would not be grand. But no, not this side of heaven. We still have the things that are going to trip us up and obstacles that we have to overcome, but we have each other to get through, you know, our forest with. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are going to keep meeting, right? We are. Yeah. So you're going to keep meeting. And, you know, I think most of the women that I work with, don't really have women around them who get it, right? They either have women around them that are saying things like, what are you worried about? You look great. Like, why would you worry about your body? Or they have women around them that are saying, well, if you want to fix your body, why don't you just go on my diet? Like, why don't you just try this plan and then you'll feel better about your body. And they just, they just don't understand. And so, you know, my heart in the group coaching aspect of this program is to connect you with women that get it so that you can, you know, when you see a picture that someone posted on Facebook that you were really hoping after it was taken, no one would post that on Facebook. When you see that picture, you're able to be like, okay, help me process this. I'm freaking out a little bit. What do I do here? Or, you know, or there's a multitude of scenarios, right? Where the, where the freak out could happen, but you have people around you that are able to speak the truth to you. And I think that's a really important, um, important thing for us all to have, right? That's, that's discipleship. That's, yeah. that's how we stay close to Jesus. Right. So I love that. Um, there's another aspect to the program. Now I will say not everyone takes advantage of this, but you did. And I'm glad you did because it's something that I offer on purpose and that's Voxer access <laughs> to me. Yes. And so I feel like I know you pretty well now because we've been boxering for three months, but what was that like for you, Belinda? Oh, it was wonderful. I was so thankful to have you. I felt like I had you in my back pocket because there were a lot of times where I would hear something or I would listen to one of the sermons um, or I would start journaling through a passage of scripture and I would kind of get stuck. Or I needed to just process it out loud. That's just the way that I I either journal it out or I can talk it out to get clarity. And I was so grateful to be able to just pick up my phone and send you my Voxer. And just, I so appreciated how quick you were to get back to me. It wasn't, I'm going to Voxer her. And then maybe a week later, like, no, like you were so quick to get right back to me um, and help me navigate through the mud of my thoughts in the areas that I have been um, you know, so immersed in. Because I, mean, I think a, for a lot of us, we come in with these glasses on that we have been looking through our world with diet culture and our bodies. And then we start to take those glasses off and the light is kind of bright <laughs> when you first take off those glasses. And so there's part of us that's it's scary. It's overwhelming so to be able to just reach out to you and just to hear your calming wisdom and just helping us navigate through whatever it was and and bounce questions back to us like 
what about this? You know, it was just, uh, I think it made the, the 12 weeks so much richer to just have access to you like we did. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And I, I think my most common response to you was you need to just press save on what you just recorded for me and listen to that again, because you just laid it out perfectly. I just want you to remind yourself of that later. So just save that for yourself because, you know, a lot of it is, I mean, for those of us who are verbal processors, not everyone is a verbal processor. I am a verbal processor, but for those of us who are verbal processors, right, it is helpful to just blah, here's all the things that I think I'm thinking. And then after you've said them, it's like, oh, okay, I think actually that's what I believe. (laughs) (laughs) It's what's in my brain is actually coming out. Okay. I'm good with that now. But, um, you know, that was, that was fun. And it's, it's a treat for me to, to get to know everyone like that and to feel like, oh, I have all these new friends <laughs> because I had clients in group coaching, which might sound really weird or desperate or something, but, but I do, I, it's, it is, it is a privilege for me to make new friends, um, in, in this way and to walk with, walk with women like you. So that's been really fun. Uh, any, any other thoughts on, I want you first to give me some like just final thoughts on like program your experience. And then I want you to say like new Belinda versus old Belinda. And that's kind of dramatic, right? And I don't want to overstate that. Right. But, but you have changed. You are not the desperate woman who wrote me like 13 weeks ago. There's you, you have a freshness, a lightness, a, a newness to you. So, so Tell me about that. But first, like anything else from the program that you just, you know, appreciated or want to highlight? I would just say that um, it is the probably one of the best investments that I have, I have made. It wasn't a cakewalk. It wasn't, it was hard ripping the bandaid off. You know, it was hard to look truth square on and to say, this is what I have been doing. This is exactly the sin that I have been committed to. So that is hard, but at the same time, the grace, the peace and the freedom that I have experienced in doing the hard heart work about my body image has absolutely been worth every single tear, every single, you know, like I can't like scream fest. Um, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful process. So old Belinda versus new Belinda. Um, I would say that definitely I have peace. Um, it isn't, the piece that I went after for my body image never lasted. It kept falling through my fingers. Whereas this is a piece that I feel I can sink my teeth into, pun intended. This piece is a new, deeply rooted belief to my core of who I am. I am made on purpose for a purpose. And it's not just like, yeah, and made on purpose for a purpose. That just sounds so nice. Like, no, it's, that is now deeply sunk in. I wouldn't say that I, I don't still have those moments where I think, gosh, it would be nice to, <laughs> to be back 
I'm human. Of course, that thorn is still very much so in my flesh. But I feel like now I know when I feel those thoughts begin to bubble, I can take that and put it in front of me and look at it and say, what am I really wanting right now? I'm saying I want that body again, but what is it that I was behind that? What is it really that I'm seeking right now? Sometimes it's just rest. You know, sometimes it's just, there's something that's happened that I, that's causing that emotion to bubble up. And so I, I can step back and look at it and evaluate it and call it what it is. Um, I will say the volume in my head has muted. Mm -hmm. I don't have the war that was constantly raging of shaming myself about my body and get yourself together. Why can't you do this? It's just follow the program. What's wrong with you? You're so broken. All those things battling with, I want to eat this. I shouldn't eat this. All my rules that I needed to live by. I feel like that volume has just gone silent. Mm. And to, as you said earlier, you know, no, I didn't come in to lose the weight again, but I did come in. I did lose weight, the emotional baggage and the, the weight that was carrying me down emotionally and spiritually. I feel like I've just taken my backpack off mm. and I've set it up on the cross mm-hmm. And sometimes the dadgum thing wants to car right back off, you know, <laughs> off again, you know, and I'm having to put it back on. No. Mm-hmm. But I know how to do that now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am, I'm learning that I can love myself, but not like, you just need to love yourself more. Like, no, I love Jesus. And because of my love for the Lord and what he's done for me and the healing that he and I have done together through these 12 weeks, I love who he's made me to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not because my body is fitting this idle mold yeah. that I thought was going to bring me all the things. Yeah. Yeah. You're free to be kind to yourself, yes. right? Yes. To give yourself grace. And it's so funny, right? Cause it's like, it's so different than wealth in a way. I mean, there's lots of similarities and I've done shows on that. Right. And maybe, maybe people do do this. This has never been my experience, but I wouldn't be like, Oh, shame on you, Heather. I can't believe you didn't make more money. I can't believe you're not wealthy yet. I can't, what are you, what's wrong with you? You must be lazy because you're not making enough money. And you know, like we don't do, at least I don't, I've never done that about money. Right. Right. But about my body. Mm-hmm. As if my body and I were separate, <laughs> my body was the enemy. <laughs> and it was like me versus my body, who's going to win, right? And, and I think at least my hope is through this program, you realize you're a whole being. <laughs> your body is you, you are your body, right? You can be on the same team. And wow, that's a whole lot more relaxing to be on like, team me (laughs) instead of like me versus me. Right. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, just being free to be kind, right. And gentle. Right. And, and, you know, I know someone listening out there is maybe like in the black and white thinking that we have all been in and thinking, Oh, she's saying sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. I don't know why I pick on Cheetos. I don't don't know. (laughs) 
Um, but I always sit on the couch and eat Cheetos is my line, but like, that's not what I'm saying, but there is a way to take care of yourself. That doesn't include beating yourself up. In fact, one might say that if I was charged to like, take care of, Oh, I don't know. My little doggy beating her up would not be the best way to take care of her. Right. Right. Nurture her and feed her and love her and say nice things to her. <laughs> and then she's a happy little puppy. But yeah, we think with our own bodies, like it's going to be super effective if we're just mean to ourselves all the time. Like, oh, get right. it together. Like you said, get it together. What's your problem? Like, right. So I, I love, I love that transformation. Any final thoughts, Belinda? Anything you've just been dying to say that you didn't say? <laughs> no, I will. Last thing that I will say that I appreciated that you actually brought out was. I think a lot of us also wanted you to, uh, well, tell us now, how do we eat? Like what, what, what plan do I follow? Because I am very type A and I am a rule follower, even though they were my rules. I did. I wanted to step-by-step, you know, Y equals MX plus B, where it's my formula, you know? And I remember you telling us, it doesn't matter what we do about the food. If we don't first address the body image. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciated your honesty up front that we're not, we're not going to tackle food. We're going to put that off on the back burner Mm -hmm. because what we really needed to look at was our heart. And once we have our hearts healed and understand who we are in Christ first, it doesn't matter how many healthy habits you have in place. It doesn't matter what plan you follow. It doesn't matter what you eat. None of that matters until you fix the core problem with Christ and your body image. And I I was so, at first I was kind of irritated. I will be honest, but I see that now. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful because now I can start to look at what I need to with food. But first it had to start with Christ and my relationship with him. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, I'm just going to do intuitive eating now. Right. And it's because, because what we're really, what we care most about is the food. Like, how do I fix the food? Like food is my biggest problem. Like food is the issue I have. And, and really like, honestly, a lot of women don't even know that they have body image issues. They don't identify it as that, right. They identify it as I've got issues with food. And if I could get my issues with food, right. Then my body would be right. And then I wouldn't have any body issues anymore. And so it's only like those who have like been on the journey a little longer and figured out, oh, wait, that didn't fix it. But but to what you're saying, right? If you try to fix the food first, but you don't have the freedom to really like understand your identity in Christ in a new way. And you and I were both raised in church, right? We both knew that fearfully and wonderfully made God looks at the heart from first Samuel. Like we knew those verses and yet here we were. right deep in the diet looking for something to save us right Um, oh help us Jesus but yes I I I appreciate you saying that you know we've got it we've got to have our hearts straight before I don't know before we have any chance of really fixing the food stuff permanently and in my humble opinion um so I love that well Belinda thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story you um maybe feel called to do something in this arena now. So you are gathering like-minded folks on your Instagram. Uh, you want to just like tell people where they can connect with you or even like shoot you a DM to tell you they enjoyed your story. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram and it's health in his image. So you can definitely find me there. And uh, yeah, absolutely would love to um, just help other women to who has the same, if not similar situation of just feeling like they're in that forest and they can't get out. I understand. I get it. Yeah. And would love to see them free. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Belinda. Appreciate you being on the show today. And thank you for listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Compared to show as part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. For more great Christian podcasts, go to lifeaudio.com. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.